Delicious meets nutritious in the snack that packs a real protein punch, wonderful pistachios. Each one-ounce serving of wonderful pistachios has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value and making wonderful pistachios one of the highest protein nuts. But perhaps more than that, I love all of the flavors they have. Their sea salt and vinegar ones are my favorite when I'm craving that flavor but want to keep it healthy. But that's just the tip of the iceberg. Wonderful pistachios come in a variety of flavors, like chili roasted, honey roasted, smoky barbecue, and jalapeno lime, perfect for enjoying with family and friends or taking them with you on the go. Whether you're a pistachio purist who loves cracking open every nut or you prefer the convenience of no-shells pistachios, Wonderful Pistachios has got you covered. Grab Wonderful Pistachios and elevate your snacking game today. So fill up with a healthy snack when hunger strikes. Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. That's wonderfulpistachios.com. This is Optimal Health Daily, episode 653. Working out while sick, good, or bad? Part one, by Jillian Kubala with Healthline.com. And I'm your host and narrator, Dr. Neil. Happy middle of the week Wednesday and welcome back to Optimal Health Daily, where I read some of the best health and fitness blogs to you, usually with a little bit of commentary at the end. Now today's post is a bit on the longer side. So as always, I'll read the first half today and then finish it up for you tomorrow. All right, it's the middle of the week and the middle of the month. Maybe you set a New Year's resolution and it's not going so well. It might be time for some inspiration. So here is today's inspirational quote. When things go wrong, simplify. Dan John, author of Never Let Go. So if you listen to the earlier episodes this week, like episode 651 and yesterday, 652, we've been talking about fitness and staying consistent and reaching goals. And so I thought, what a perfect quote for what you might be experiencing right now. And I love the topic of today's post, working out while you're sick, is that a good thing or a bad thing? So I'll definitely share my comments at the end. Now, before I get to it, don't forget, I answer your questions every Friday. You can send one in at oldpodcast.com. If you do, you'll be entered into small special raffles to win books from us. And you make me happy because I love listening to and answering your questions. But for now, let's get right to today's post and start optimizing your life. Working out while sick, good or bad? Part one by Jillian Kubala with Healthline.com. Engaging in regular exercise is an excellent way to keep your body healthy. In fact, working out has been shown to decrease the risk of chronic diseases like diabetes and heart disease. It can also help keep weight in check and boost the immune system. While there is no doubt that exercise plays an important role in health, many people wonder if working out while sick will help or hinder their recovery. However, the answer isn't black and white. I'm about to explain why sometimes it's okay to work out when you're sick, while other times it's best to stay home and rest. Is it okay to work out when you're sick? A speedy recovery is always the goal when you're sick, but it can be hard to know when it's okay to power through your normal gym routine and when it's best to take a few days off. Exercise is a healthy habit, and it's normal to want to continue working out, even when you're feeling under the weather. This can be perfectly fine in certain situations, but also detrimental if you are experiencing certain symptoms. Many experts use the the above-the-neck rule when advising patients on whether to continue working out while sick. According to this theory, if you are only experiencing symptoms that are above your neck, such as a stuffy nose, sneezing, or an earache, 
you're probably okay to engage in exercise. On the other hand, if you are experiencing symptoms below your neck, like nausea, body aches, fever, diarrhea, productive cough, or chest congestion, you may want to skip your workout until you feel better. Oh, and by the way, a productive cough is one in which you're coughing up phlegm. Summary. Some experts use the the above-the-neck rule to determine whether working out while sick is safe. Exercise is most likely safe when symptoms are located from the neck up. When it's safe to exercise. Working out with the following symptoms is most likely safe, but always check with your doctor if you're unsure. The mild cold. A mild cold is a viral infection of the nose and throat. Though symptoms vary from person to person, most people who have a cold experience a stuffy nose, headache, sneezing, and mild cough. If you have a mild cold, there's no need to skip the gym if you have the energy to work out. Although, if you feel that you lack the energy to get through your normal routine, consider reducing the intensity of your workout or shortening its duration. While it's generally okay to exercise with a mild cold, keep in mind that you might spread germs to others and cause them to become ill. Practicing proper hygiene is a great way to prevent spreading your cold to others. Wash your hands frequently and cover your mouth when you sneeze or cough. Earache. An earache is a sharp, dull, or burning pain that can be located in one or both ears. Though ear pain in children is commonly caused by infection, earache in adults is more commonly caused by pain occurring in another area, such as the throat. This pain, which is known as referred pain, then transfers to the ear. Ear pain can be caused by sinus infections, sore throat, a tooth infection, or changes in pressure. Working out with an earache is considered safe as long as your sense of balance is not affected and an infection has been ruled out. Certain types of ear infections can throw you off balance and cause fevers and other symptoms that make working out unsafe. Make sure you don't have one of these ear infections before beginning exercise. However, most earaches can just be uncomfortable and cause a feeling of fullness or pressure in the head. Though exercise is likely safe when you have an earache, Try to avoid exercises that put pressure on the sinus region. Stuffy nose. Having a stuffy nose can be frustrating and uncomfortable. If it's associated with a fever or other symptoms like a productive cough or chest congestion, you should consider taking some time off from working out. However, it's okay to work out if you are only experiencing some nasal congestion. In fact, getting some exercise may help open up your nasal passages, helping you breathe better. Ultimately, Listening to your body to determine if you feel well enough to exercise with a stuffy nose is the best bet. Modifying your workout to accommodate your energy level is another option. Going for a brisk walk or bike ride are great ways to stay active even when you aren't feeling up to your usual routine. Always practice proper hygiene at the gym, especially when you have a runny nose. Wipe down equipment after you've used it to avoid spreading germs. Mild sore throat. A sore throat is usually caused by a viral infection like the common cold or the flu. In certain situations, like when your sore throat is associated with a fever, productive cough, or difficulty swallowing, you should put exercise on hold until a doctor tells you it's okay. However, if you're experiencing a mild sore throat caused by something like a common cold or allergies, working out is likely safe. If you are experiencing other symptoms that are often associated with a common cold, such as fatigue and congestion, consider reducing the intensity of your normal exercise routine. Reducing the duration of your workout is another way to modify activity when you feel well enough to work out, but don't have your usual stamina. 
Staying hydrated with cool water is a great way to soothe the sore throat during exercise so you can add activity into your day. Summary. It's most likely okay to work out when you're experiencing a mild cold, earache, stuffy nose, or sore throat, as long as you aren't experiencing more serious symptoms. When exercise is not recommended. Hear that on tomorrow's episode. You just listened to part one of the post titled Working Out While Sick, Good or Bad by Jillian Kubala with Healthline.com. Dr. Neil here for my commentary. Okay, so there are two things that I really, really love about the article I just read. Number one, the authors at Healthline.com always back up what they're saying with references to published data. If you've listened to this show for any period of time, you know I'm all about reporting things that are backed up by scientific research. And that's exactly what these authors from Healthline do. And two, I love that the author kept saying repeatedly to follow proper hygiene practices. Look, at the gym, we are definitely exposed to lots and lots of things. I won't go into too much detail to scare you, but especially if you're suffering from a cold or something like that, please be sure if you sneeze or cough or if you wipe your nose, that if you use your hand, wash your hands immediately after. But ideally, when you sneeze or cough, don't sneeze or cough into your hands. You can, of course, wipe your nose using your hands because it would be difficult to do so otherwise. But when you sneeze or cough, do that into your elbow. Well, why is that? Well, if we think about how germs are transmitted from person to person, we often use our hands to touch things. We shake hands, we touch gym equipment, and then somebody else comes by and touches that same gym equipment or has just shook your hand. Now, they end up accidentally touching their face, their eyes, their nose, their mouth, and that could lead to them getting sick. Dirty hands, poor hand washing is one of the most common ways we get sick. Look, I have a number of pet peeves, many of which I've shared on this show before, but one of my biggest ones is when you're at the gym and somebody just coughs right out loud, they're not covering their mouths, and then they hawk up this nasty loogie and spit on the gym floor. Yes, that has happened, and I'm sure you've witnessed this before. You know what I'm talking about. That is one of my biggest pet peeves. It's first of all disgusting, but second of all, you're spreading your germs everywhere. Don't do that. And the other thing is when you're at the gym, definitely carry a towel with you or at the very least, before you use the equipment, wipe it down. Most gyms have paper towel dispensers. Some even have sanitizers. At the very least, wipe down the gym equipment before you use it. The reason for that is a little different than getting a cold or the flu from someone. There's this other kind of nasty germ called Staphylococcus aureus that you can get, and it's basically a skin infection. Again, don't wanna scare you too much, but if you wipe the gym equipment down, you definitely reduce your risk. All right, please don't let what I said deter you from working out or going to the gym. There are just special precautions we can take, and if you do those, I promise you will definitely reduce your risk for getting any of these things. Now, on a more positive note, like I mentioned at the top of the show, I answer your questions right here on the podcast every Friday in special Q&A episodes. You can ask anything related to diet and nutrition, stress management, exercise, and lots more. Just call and leave a message with your question. The phone number is 61-I-LOVE-O-H-D. Or you can also send in an audio question at oldpodcast.com slash ask. That's more friendly if you wanna do multiple takes and hear yourself before sending it in. And by the way, if you send in a question, you make me very happy and you're entered into special raffles to win books every month. It's a win-win. 
All right, that does it for today. Have a great rest of your Wednesday. I'll see you on tomorrow's show where we'll finish up this post and I'll try not to make you super paranoid and where your optimal life awaits. Hello, Life Optimizer. This is Justin Mollick, creator and producer of this show and Optimal Living Daily, the brother podcast of this one. Literally, I'm Dr. Neil's brother. If you like the format of this show, you'll love Optimal Living Daily too, where I also read to you from blogs, but cover other topics like personal development, finance, and minimalism from bloggers like Derek Sivers, The Minimalists, Zen Habits, and many more. So for more amazing content read to you for free, come subscribe to Optimal Living Daily too, and together we'll optimize your life. You've been listening to Optimal Health Daily. Be sure to hit the subscribe button to stay up to date on each new episode and head to oldpodcast.com That's oldpodcast.com for a free gift, as well as more actionable tips and resources to help you maximize your potential. Thanks for joining us, and remember, your optimal life awaits.